more than 50% are graduating with honors, not just from high school. <laughs> this is, they've taken college classes. So they're graduating from honors from high school with college credit. And so that's just an amazing, major accomplishment. And, I, and I, it's just to see their parents and them, they're, they're just so proud of what they've done and, and that they have this drive to continue on and become who they want to be. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. This is Annalise Corbin, Chief Goddess of the Past Foundation and your host. We hear frequently that the global education system is broken. In fact, we spend billions of dollars trying to fix something that's actually not broken at all, but rather irrelevant. It's obsolete. A hundred years ago, it functioned fine. So let's talk about how we reimagine, rethink, and redesign our educational system. Welcome to today's episode of Learning Unboxed. We are going to have a conversation today with four guests from Alaska here today to talk with us about middle college programs and why middle college is so important, so effective, and what we need to know as others contemplate the possibility of launching middle colleges of their own. So I'm very excited today to welcome um, our guests. Uh, With us today is Dr. Claudia Lampman, who is the Vice Provost of Student Success and a Professor of Psychology at the University of Alaska Anchorage. University of Alaska Anchorage is the the host institution, if you will, for the Alaska middle college um, efforts across the state. So we're very excited to uh, have Claudia. Joining Claudia today is also Luke Almond, who is the principal of the Anchorage Middle College School, uh, also a former English teacher uh, and all-around individual involved in the day-to-day operations tied to the Anchorage Middle College effort. Also joining us is Greg Geok, who is a principal teacher of the Matsu Middle College program. Uh, which is um, just outside of Anchorage and is the longest-running uh, middle college in uh, the Alaska effort. And finally, joining us today is Holly Martinson. Dr. Martinson is an assistant professor at the Whammy School of, Medis- of Medical Education and the chair of the middle college programs within the UAA effort and system. And so I want to thank all of you for joining us today. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. As we get started uh, here today, Claudia, I would like to uh, start with you, if we could. So could you give our listeners who are coming from a variety of backgrounds, experiences, and opportunities, sort of the 70,000-foot overview of what the heck is a middle college and why does UAA want to be part of this effort? Sure. Yes. Um, I'm I'm coming from a, a faculty background uh, at the University of Alaska Anchorage and now Vice Provost for Student Success. Um, I can tell you that at UAA, we have a long history of having secondary students um, co-mingle on our, <laughs> our campus. We've had hundreds of them every year, and I've taught many, many of them in the 27 years I've been at UAA very successfully. So the middle college programs here formalize that process. And, um, you know, as, as far as student success goes, I can think of almost no better student success initiative for members of our community than something like a middle college where students are able to get 
their feet wet, get a jump start on their college education with the promise of uh, almost up to two years of, of college credit while they're still in high school at no cost to them. There really is no better initiative, I think, for the generation of students who are coming into college now. Um, these are one of the most financially uh, needy generations in history in terms of their ability to pay for college and their family's ability to pay for college. So uh, this is an amazing opportunity for students who are ready to take that step when they're in 11th or 12th grade. And from all accounts, they are performing really, really well. So this is a win for the university and it's a win for our community. Right. And it's a and it's a different sort of experience a little bit than an early college effort. And, you know, for many of our listeners talked frequently about some early college components, but there are some key differences between a middle college and, and an early college. And Greg, if we could sort of turn to to you quickly, because the Matsu Middle College was the when it wasn't originally called the Matsu Middle College School, but could you could you you give us just just a very brief sort of overview of how that program started and when, and then we're going to circle back around and talk a little bit about the sort of differences between the middle college and early college experience. So, um, Greg, how did how did this first effort in Alaska come to be? So originally, the uh, middle college concept uh, was born through uh, the assistant superintendent of instruction, Gene uh, Stone. Uh, about eight years ago, and uh, his his vision was to allow students not only to take college classes but to fully integrate in college. And uh, the program began on the Eagle River campus, basically a small community campus uh, where students were on campus, fully integrated in in classes. And if there were classes that weren't offered on that campus, they could take them elsewhere. But but the importance was having them in a, in that location and building a little bit of an effort of community uh, with the students, as well as having uh, some smaller class sizes, smaller staff. Um, as the program evolved over time, you know, we, we put in place uh, some of the, uh, I guess, checks and balances and, and policies that help the students become more successful that we'll talk about a little bit later. Right. And so the the other thing with the middle college is, and so uh, Luke, you can also uh, jump in on this as well, but from the K-12 perspective, these ultimately get set up as 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 schools. So they're degree granting. So when your students leave, either the Anchorage School District or the, in this case, the Matt Sue School District, they actually, what does their diploma say? Because that's one of the questions that I get all the time. So so what what's on that diploma? Ours will simply say Alaska Middle College School, and it has been a little bit confusing for some people, and they seem to get hung up on the word middle um, <laughs> and somehow misconstrue it with uh, middle school. So we do a little bit of explaining that it's actually uh, legitimate college credit mm-hmm. um, that they're leaving with. And so, yeah, ours just says Alaska Middle College School. And so they've earned the high school diploma from the school district, in the case, Luke, of, of your district, Anchorage School District, uh, represented by the the structure of that middle college program. But then they also walk away with actual credits, in this case, from the University of Alaska Anchorage tied to that, correct? Correct. 
And just the way Alaska state law works, if they're receiving a degree or they've gotten enough academic credits to be the equivalent of a degree, they apply for that after graduation because they have to have obtained a diploma before they can receive a degree. Correct. So they have to have that high school diploma in hand before a post-secondary in the state of Alaska is allowed to issue them that credential, correct? Correct. And we, we have about 15 students right now who could theoretically get their associates if they wanted to, if they weren't continuing toward a bachelor's. Right. So Holly, let's turn to you really quickly and, and, and help us sort of set the stage. Because as Greg indicated um, about, you know, six, eight years ago, as the, the Matsu, what become, became the Matsu Middle College School got started, then within a few years, an effort sort of took hold in and around neighboring districts to expand the idea of middle college. And that's really that sort of space where then UAA, as that post-secondary um, institution sort of has to come in and start thinking about leveraging coordinating, I guess, maybe is the best way to think about this. And maybe that's indicative of the the sort of the, the title that you, ha- you, you have within the university setting as chair of the middle college programs at UAA. So what's the university sort of role as the convener in this sort of effort? So as somebody who stepped in about two years ago, I was really, I was a first generation college student. I was really interested in helping students um, find ways so that they could easily transition high school into college. And so I became involved in the middle college program to help bridge that transition and encourage more students to enroll in the middle college program. And also from the university perspective, how we could expand the, the middle college program to not just Matsu in the Anchorage School District, but other school districts that we are connected with in and around Alaska. Um, The University of Alaska Anchorage has multiple community campuses located throughout South Central Alaska. And so our goal was to to engage those community campuses and their local school districts on thinking about developing middle college programs. And one of the first middle college programs that... um, or colleges and school districts that we started to engage was Kodiak. And that's Kodiak College and Kodiak Island Borough School District. And so one of that was one of the parts of my role was to look at how we could expand these programs and really provide more opportunities for students that maybe never thought that they would be going to college or you know, like me as a first-generation college student, not really sure how or what I would be doing. And so I think the middle college really provides that structure and helps, you know, decrease the cost and time for students to attain their degree. And so really providing them with more opportunities and to feel like they can complete college rather than just thinking of college as possibly this barrier that they don't know how to overcome. And that's a big deal for the university system as a whole. So, so Claudia, as we think about the work that Holly and her team are engaged in, having conversations in other communities um, about bringing middle college on, 
From the university perspective, there has been lots and lots of chatter internally, as there always are. As I travel the world having these conversations or engaged in these projects, we see a a lot of the same things that happen. And so it's not uncommon at the post-secondary level for faculty to sort of, at the beginning of these conversations, to be a little bit concerned. Um, You know, to your point, you've had um, high school students in and on the campus at University of Alaska Anchorage for decades. Successfully. So, as an institution, it's not a huge lift. But sometimes, culturally, um, as it relates to the institution of our practitioners, it can be a bit of a lift. And I know that our listeners would appreciate sort of hearing from you a little bit about how you, how do you engage your faculty to say, let's do this thing so that you can then be successful in the local school district and community? Sure. Yeah, I think there, there definitely are some growing pains when an institution uh, first starts a formal program. I think one of the things that really helped with some of those those growing pains, those sort of grumbles from faculty about, you know, whether or not uh, a student who's uh, 16 years old is, is emotionally ready right. to be in college, you know, I think is socially ready to be in college. You know, one of the things that I I do think helped our faculty here was showing them the data that that we really have had high school students successfully taking courses on our college all along for for um, the entire you know 27 years I've been at UAA and that they have successfully taught those students previously. It just wasn't as part of a formal program. So I think that that really did help mm-hmm. faculty to see oh, you know, yes, I've had these students in my classes all along. I just didn't know it. I think the the issue of social and emotional maturity, you know, one of the other things that really helps there is to, to talk about how high school students are performing in courses. And from the, the data that I've seen from middle college students and high school students who have been at the University of Alaska Anchorage previously, these students are not just doing okay, they're doing better mm-hmm. than the average student. They're performing um, better. They have higher GPAs. And part of that might be because they're coming in more prepared than um, the average student at UAA. Whatever the case, I think having those conversations with faculty helps. Um, it helps them to hear that you know students are being successful in college classrooms and that they are performing academically where they need to be, and that there really haven't been a lot of of cases where a student's emotional or social maturity has been an issue. I think it'll take some time to have the program on the campus for you know, uh, several years or more uh, for that stuff to sort of go away and for faculty to realize that these are are just UAA students and that they are, they have every right to be here and deserve to be here uh, if they are uh, academically ready to be in courses, which they are. Um, and, And I think it will sort itself out over time. But I think actually the transition has been fairly smooth given that that this is still a really young program on the Anchorage campus. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I think the, the, the few bumps in the road that we experienced early on were expected mm-hmm. um, and, and fairly normal under the circumstances. And just as an anecdote, I remember, uh, you know, we held a panel discussion that, that Luke and Holly and Annalise, you participated mm-hmm. in on campus for faculty and others on campus to learn about middle college. And, and I remember one of the faculty members saying, oh, well, you know, I had a student crying in the hallway or something like that. And and the, the truth is, in 27 years of teaching, I've had a lot of students. Exactly. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> so I think there just sometimes needs to be that reality check, you know. Um, but overall, I think uh, I, I think it's going well. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, just for the the sake of helping our listeners, one of the things that's really intriguing to me and for full transparency, you know, I have been involved in working with all of you and helping out um, with some of the scale of the existing Alaska Middle College um, program over the last year or so, which has, has given me the opportunity to sort of really sort of look inside and see what you as Alaska have been doing and, and sort of what the attributes of the success of the program are because back to uh, Claudia's point, it has been very successful. And the data is actually demonstrating that these students are doing well and that they are in fact succeeding. And part of that, Greg, I want to turn to you. You know, having been involved in, in the program that's been around and has had numerous classes of students complete um, the middle college program over the years, it's not just that it's it's good data that students are holding their own. Um, in many respects, the students are outperforming freshmen in many ways. And so part of that, I would argue, is tied to the support structure that you put in and around these students. Can you speak to that just for a moment? Greg, in terms of why you think your students are being successful? We, we really strive to improve um, all the time. And we have a, a scaffolding support structure. Uh, we start with an orientation week. Uh, we're always looking to improve and make uh, our orientation week relevant. Uh, and then we have seminar courses that students are enrolled in uh, for this first time in either math or, or English. And then we have an academic probation policy that we follow. We're not afraid to let students fail, uh, but we also will react accordingly if, if that happens and uh, help them climb out of that failure and see success again. And I really think that that is, I think that's the big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, when a student fails and they're on their own and they're living on their own for the first time, you know what? It's it's a hard reality to face, and, and if there's not somebody there helping them through that, you know they give up and they they move on in a different direction. Uh, our students, you know, we see that we you know we let them fail, we let them get a little dirty, we dust them off, <laughs> and and we send them back down the trail. And I really believe that that's why our students are as successful as they are. Right, and so so Luke. Being in the the big district, if you will, in Alaska, in Anchorage. So I assume you see some of the same things. It's a newer program, but it's steeped in the foundations of of existing program. Uh, And so can you speak just a little bit about the student supports and how in a large district, how how do you ensure maximum number of students opt in or at least have the option to opt in? Because that's one of the big national conversations that happens about all of these um, early 
access programs is how do we ensure, A, that they're equitable, that we're providing opportunity for students, and that it's not just our natural high flyers, because our natural high flyers are predisposed to want to do these things. But how do we get to those other students? How do we accomplish that? So one thing we did in the early spring was send an email to every single high school sophomore and junior and their parents in the entire Anchorage school district. And so theoretically, as long as a student had an email address or a parent had an email address on file, they were given my contact information, a brief overview of the program, the web links they would need to fill out an application if they wanted to, as well as kind of a timeline for when that um, needed to be done. Um, That seemed to work pretty well this year, um, especially in terms of just clarifying what the middle college program is based on what uh, the perception might have been. Uh, And then we've also um, visited uh, counseling department meetings. So all counseling department chairs in the Anchorage School District meet monthly. And they're really our liaisons in each larger building within the Anchorage School District. So all eight of the um, department chairs would be present. Um, we have ongoing conversations with them. We also reach out to them via email proactively when we know we have application deadlines coming up to see who they might have in mind um, because they're oftentimes the chief recommender as part of our application process. And then kind of the next steps is we're trying to get out into the community and some more non-traditional environments where we can share that information. Um, we did have an opportunity at a local church, for instance, that was just hosting an event about training and education, broadly speaking. Um, And so we sent information to that about just kind of our school profile, what we offer, what it looks like Mm -hmm. um, to try to reach those um, different communities. And in in the past, um, we've also worked with other just community agencies that often deal with kids who might be first-generation college students and then encourage them to apply as well. All right. And so then as you sort of think about from the university perspective, Holly, growing the programs, one of the things that you've been working on is ensuring that as these students come to Middle College from Anchorage, from Atsu, eventually from Kodiak or some of the other um, community campus locations and, and affiliated school districts, how do you think about as an institution helping these students sort of find their way? Because as a parent, for example, and um, and I'm a parent of a student in an early college, very similar, you know, part of my interest, and I assume um, the interest of lots of parents out there who are encouraging or supporting students to, to go into these programs is, hey, this is really awesome because, you know, as Claudia pointed out, it's, it's two years or up to two years of college that are taken care of. So, you know, it's it's one thing to sort of balance that sort of parental aspiration. Hey, let's get this paid for. And it's another to balance the students' creativity, their passion, really helping students find the appropriate path. And so some of the work that you're engaged with the university is figuring out how we create these multiple pathways of student experience, opportunity, and impact. So how, how do you do that from a university perspective to ensure that these students coming from Anchorage or Matsu have programs to experience? I think that uh, that's a very, very good question. So I think as a 16-year-old walking into a college class, they might not necessarily know exactly where they want to go or what they want to do or what career field they want to go into. They may have discovered, you know, in eighth grade that they really like science, kind of like I did. And that was something that they knew they wanted to do. But 
from experience, from my experience, I know students have to be engaged and sort of explore um, before they actually know where they want to go. And so one of the things that we want to do with the middle college program is help those students um, explore and kind of identify areas that they'd be really interested in. And I think colleges across the United States are really looking at developing ways to um, have students sort of experience what it would be like or talk to somebody who's in a particular career field so that they have kind of an understanding of what what they would be going into. What would this look like? So instead of graduating from college and finding out, let's figure that out earlier, sort of the first year that you're in there. And so some of the ideas that we've been playing around with and are, are looking at incorporating into the middle college's um, career exploration and understanding how and how the academic knowledge that you're learning in your classroom can then be exchanged for the career setting and, and all this information that we're going to be gaining over these four years, you'll eventually be using in your career. And so having that early understanding, I think is really important for students. And so some of the ideas that we've been talking about is engaging with alumni. So people that have actually gone through these programs um, and engaging with them and talking to them about what, how they're using their knowledge and sort of what, what was your experience like going through college. So I think that's something that really helped me is talking to people and learning from their past experiences. So that's one of the things that we're looking at with students, but also just having the opportunity for students to kind of explore earlier on and look at different career pathways and, and big topics like health and engineering and education. And there's so many different areas. Like in health, there's hundreds of different programs and opportunities and different career paths that students can go into. So they need to really have that understanding or, or time to dive deep into what would this look like or what would I be doing? And mm-hmm. so but that's those are some of the kind of programs that we're interested in developing at all the middle college sites in Alaska. And that's certainly one of the things that I see consistently is that when provided the opportunity for students to try things that they not not just never had the 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 experience or the exposure to, but didn't even know existed is a powerful experience for students. And it does in fact uh, impact the way they think about their next opportunity or their next piece of their journey in life. I, I was very fortunate when I was um, on the ground a few weeks ago um, in Alaska uh, to talk with a few of the students um, at the Matsu uh, Middle College School. Um, you know, and consistently the students that that I was chatting with, you know, and, and Greg could certainly echo this, they're they are the greatest ambassadors for this program. I mean, 201, those kids talked about how they gained so much experience and exposure just from having produced participated. And I assume, Greg, that you see that consistently by natural sort of default. These are the kids that have opted in. They want to be there, but you're also fostering experience along the way by sort of pushing these kids outside of their traditional comfort zone. I, I did hear the kids talk about that a little bit. So how do you, how do you ensure that, Greg, as you move kids successfully through this program? So, you know, it's it, every student's different and, and sometimes it is a bit of a challenge. And, and I will say one thing, um, we consistently encourage our students to put themselves out there. Um, and we also let them know that at any point in time, if they decide that the program is not what they wanted or not what they expected, that, that they are able to return back to their home high school. 
And having that safety net Mm -hmm. uh, is really an important piece for students to be willing to go ahead and step out and, and, you know, face the world, you know, and and take on the challenges of of a college experience, Um, knowing that, you know what, if I don't quite make it or if I'm not quite ready, that they're able to go back to their home high school. Uh, And we, we see that quite frequently in a very small percentage maybe 4%, 3% of our student population. Overwhelmingly, you know, 70% of our population increases the amount of credits that they can take over a semester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we sort of see that um, consistently nationally as well, that, you know, the students who actually stick, so to speak, right, for a whole host of reasons, uh, that that experience is one that is, is, a, is a powerful one. Um, Claudia, as the university wrestles with scope and scale because that is exactly sort of what's happened, you know, as the Anchorage program moved on to main campus um, at the university and suddenly now you have this this swell of students that are not just on the periphery at the at the satellite campuses, this middle college idea, but now actually on main campus, quite frankly, in everybody's face, um, so to speak. How do you think about sort of university thought and positioning as it relates to ensuring that these students are successful as they move through the program? That's one piece of my question. And the second piece of the question is, how do we ensure that multiple students through a variety of experiences can benefit from middle college. There's this perceived notion that it's only for the the highest achievers, um, which is not the case, and that it's only really high-structured academic pathways, that it's not about career tech, it's not about the arts, that it's not about micro-credentialing or um, micro-majors. It's about these big, full-blown things. And the reality is middle college can be all of those things in one form or another. So how, how, do you, how do you address those concerns from the outside? Yeah. Okay. So there was a lot in that question. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, get, I get really excited sometimes. So, uh, <laughs> a, a, couple, a couple of things that came to mind is we really need to have excellent advising on the mm-hmm. university side and, and counseling on the high school side that works together to make sure that we're customizing this experience for each student. So uh, one of the things we've been spending a lot of time on the UAA campus doing is working on our first-year academic pathways for students. And um, the University of Alaska Anchorage is interesting in that we, in the state, don't have a community college system. So students come to us at every possible level of preparation. And our middle college students, yes, they're, they're testing into either writing or math at the college level, but they are coming to us, like all of our students, at different levels of preparation and with different levels of interest. And I think uh, one of the great opportunities of the middle college program is that we can sit the student down and talk to them and their families about, you know, what are your goals right now and what are your goals in the future? and customize a plan for them that will help them meet their high school requirements, but also start to explore uh, for uh, their future. And being on a large campus um, in Anchorage, you know, that gives students even more opportunities to explore because, uh, you know, we offer a thousand different undergraduate, uh, you know, sections every semester, courses every semester. So there's a lot to choose from everything ranging from a pathway in industry and technical education um, to business, to, to engineering, to arts and sciences. You know, so there's, 
There's every possibility here. And I think uh, our job is to provide advising, well-coordinated academic advising, well-coordinated with the high school counseling to make sure that, that the student is checking their boxes for high school, but also getting to explore at the college level. And, you know, as the parent of, of two, two students who uh, took advantage of early college, um, my, my son and daughter both started uh, here at our university when they were 15 years old. One of the things that, that that opened up for them is the possibility of double majoring, mm-hmm. even triple majoring or minoring, getting some of those micro-credentials. Because when you start college early, you can get some of those basic requirements out of the way and then open yourself up to uh, more possibilities. And I think the student today, that's more important than ever to be able to work on different kinds of levels of credentialing, you know, um, picking up a, a minor or picking up a certificate, an occupational endorsement uh, along the way is something that can help them get a job while they're in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think starting getting that head start on college while you're still in high school, figuring out how to how to do the work uh, before you're 100% immersed in that world will allow you to learn how to juggle well um, and learn how to um, expose yourself to lots of different opportunities that that might not be there if you only have the funding uh, basically for one four-year degree. So right. uh, I think it's really uh, an amazing program as long as we uh, provide students with the best advice um, that we can give them about what those options are and how to explore those options through the middle college. Right. And, and just, just to be clear for our listeners, the structure in Alaska is that the collegiate credit in middle college is paid for and funded by the school districts, the K-12 districts. Is that correct, um, Luke and Greg? Either of you can jump in here. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's a... And that's a big deal, right? That's the short answer, right? It's convoluted and it's complex. There's lots of negotiation going on and we we don't need to get into the weeds of that. But the reality of it is that from a financial standpoint, the uh, from from the family perspective, it's value add in that sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Luke, how how do you I, you know one of the one of the questions that I get all the time is about the difference between early college and middle college and it, it's 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 a it's a very gray area to explain the difference the short version difference of the two of them is that an early college is restructured to the entire school or school district tied to it is changing where and how students earn high school credits so that the majority of students can can earn collegiate credit before they leave there that's the the basic definition of early college middle college is a little bit different in the sense that the district itself doesn't necessarily have to restructure, but there's still an expectation or responsibility at the district part to ensure students' readiness as it relates to middle college. So coming out of the, the big district in the state, so how how is the school district thinking about managing sort of that 
opportunity expectation. Maybe that's the best way to put it. How, how do you ensure student readiness across a broad, diverse group of students rather than just your natural high flyers? How do, how do you do that? Right. I think what we've tried to do thus far is to define what preparation actually looks like, both academically and socially, for a student who would be interested in coming here because we know it's a balance of those two sets of traits that will make them successful. And so just based on kind of some internal analysis, we can give students as early really as seventh or eighth grade an idea of what the math and the writing pathway should kind of look like within reason uh, of what the Anchorage School District offers. I think a kid's just early awareness about what needs to get done before they get here is probably a motivating factor in and of itself. I think one area that certainly could probably use a little bit of work is just the kind of writing preparation um, students are getting. I mean, having coming out of a a writing teaching background, um, I know that many high school English courses are heavily focused on literature. And I mean, that I think is traditional for a lot of high schools. Um, And while there is writing with that, it's not exactly the type of writing that most students are going to have to do in that first composition course once they get here. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, our advisory teachers on the English and the humanities side are able to kind of teach directly to that course and give the kids the kind of support they need to be able to develop that skill. Um, But that's just kind of one area where I think reaching back toward um, middle school and then as they're transitioning to high school, making sure that writing is kind of a primary focus within the English history and other humanities courses is a real key to them being successful in those early classes, especially that are reading and writing heavy. And we we see that consistently across post-secondary and post-secondary experience. And the the same applies, Greg. I know that you you spend uh, your your teacher time within the the Matsu Middle College School in the the math and science space and um, see a lot of sort of similar experiences and opportunities with those students. But those are those are those foundational skills that are going to ensure that they're successful both in college and in career. So absolutely. Um, You know, and one thing I think that in the state that we can do a little better job on is, is K-20 curricular alignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, for students who are wanting a middle college experience, uh, Luke touched on the academic writing. We see that. That's our biggest hurdle. Uh, and then our second hurdle, uh, interestingly enough, is the physical sciences, chemistry in particular, um, as a prerequisite for certain courses. And as a student who's a sophomore in our district, it's not necessarily a prerequisite to have had chemistry. Right. So you know, some of those things, those are, those are some of those challenges that, are, uh, that we face, um, as well as you know, certain courses that don't necessarily have a curricular pairing uh, so that they're getting both high school and college credit mm-hmm. for it. And, and as a, with a small staff, Luke faces it as well. Um, we're challenged at times to meet the graduation requirements, as well as giving those students as much choice on the college side as possible. Yeah, and so just for clarification, you know, for our listeners in, in Alaska, you participate in dual enrollment, concurrent enrollment, um, just just college courses, just high school courses, and so there's a variety of ways that students have access to and, and need to to be able to fulfill the variety of requirements to get you from point A to point B. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, for your listeners, uh, our school district is the size of the state of Delaware, mm-hmm. and we. Schools that are K-12 with 40 kids. And then we have our larger comprehensive high schools with over a thousand. So 
we are very diverse in that aspect. And to have one policy that meets everyone's needs is a challenge. So when that happens, of course, we have policies and we have a curriculum that is a little more broad and open, uh, and which at times for our students who are incoming into college, uh, it can challenge them a little bit, uh, depending on where they have come from. Right. And, and it is. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very uh, complex thing to wrestle with in uh, the single largest state in our union. Um, geography is real. In Alaska, it's real everywhere, but I don't think that people truly understand the meaning of geography until you you, you get to Alaska. And to your point, you recognize that um, you you have such a broad diversity of opportunity, experience, um, culture. Uh, the state is so incredibly diverse. And so you're wrestling with a lot of things. Um, being mindful of everybody's time, just very quickly as we do a final wrap here, Holly, so you know, for folks out there thinking about doing this, young uh, faculty, new um, at their universities, and someone says, hey, we're thinking about doing this middle college thing, uh, sort of what, what's, what's your best advice? My advice is that you have to be passionate. For me, this is, this is a passion of mine is to make students successful and to allow them to become whoever they want to be. And I think by having this college experience, students really get a step up early in high school um, and then knowing that they can, they're capable of completing a college class mm-hmm. will encourage them to make the transition and go to college um, because they, they understand what a college course is. They understand the value in college and they understand how it's going to help them become more successful in whatever they want to do. And so I think having that passion of helping students, I mean, uh, working in a school district or at a university, I think we're all passionate about helping students, but really these students can transform their lives by having this experience. And so I think that this is extremely valuable program for any school district that's, you know, wants to take on this challenge. There are a lot of people out there that have done it before you and a lot, so you can learn, <laughs> but there's also, you know, every, every school district and every college and community college is, is, is unique. And so understanding and, and and getting support from within and also establishing a partnership. I think that's the the really the big component is establishing a partnership that's going to be successful between a school district and a college. And I think that partnership is really what drives the program because it's not just a school district, it's not just the college, it's really working together to help the students become successful. Mm-hmm. So I think any, anybody should do it and it's it's very it's very valuable knowing that these students are going to be successful and that, you know, going to this honor ceremony last Friday, it's just more than 50% are graduating with honors, not just from high school. <laughs> this is, they've taken college classes. Mm-hmm. So they're graduating from honors from high school with college credit. And so that's just an, a major, major accomplishment. And I, and I, it's just to see their parents and them, they're, they're just so proud of what they've done and, and that they have this drive to continue on and become who they want to be. It's a great life experience, regardless of what they do with it, right? So, um, so Luke, from, from, from you, um, any last thoughts uh, that you would leave with folks contemplating doing this? Yeah, I think I'd echo what Holly said about just coordination and good partnership, because I think in the early stages, you really do have to figure out what classes are students going to be taking? How are those going to count 
uh, on a college transcript and a high school transcript because it's probably rarely mm-hmm. perfect that the college offerings are just automatically going to fulfill uh, graduation requirements in any state is going to have some idiosyncrasies. I mean, ours happen to be Alaska Studies and some others that kids would normally take early in their high school career, but not all have. And it's, mm-hmm. so it's just not every kid's not approaching from an equivalent um, background. And then the other part I think for universities is that it's. I mean, my understanding of it is it's just a good investment because you have kids coming to the university who have just a little bit of additional support, mm-hmm. so that by the time they're released. Um, by their school district support, they're much more confident and also much more likely to get through their four-year degree because they've seen it early and not been completely you know, cast off without any support to get them through those, especially the first six weeks they're mm-hmm. here. It's really important. It is. There is nothing like a freshman. Absolutely. A freshman experience. Greg, what would you add to that? You know, I would say, don't be afraid to do it. And I mean, there's... One thing I love about my job is it's it's never there's never a dull moment. Lots of decisions make the, the challenge of making two systems work work together. Um, it's like nothing else in the world, and uh, you know you work with amazing people and you get to see a different aspect of the world. And and ultimately, it's it's what's best for kids. And that's every day. I when I come to work, I'm excited. It's like yeah, I'm, I'm doing good things here. In my, you know, our students, it's nice as a high school teacher. They, they bring me chocolate once in a while. <laughs> it does. It makes it makes it wonderful, right? So, so Claudia, we're gonna we're gonna close close with you because um, you're wrangling all of this. And so, I just just to be really clear. Um, for our listeners, University of Alaska Anchorage's Middle College Endeavor is multiple partnerships. Uh, so as we as we close thinking about these partnership pieces, multiple school districts looking to scale. That's that's a complex endeavor. So you know, what w- what do you leave our listeners with? Wow. Um, yeah. So I I think that the answer to a lot of questions that I get asked is. Uh, really important intentional communication and messaging is is key. And I think that oftentimes these things just sort of pop up and happen on campus. And, and sometimes that's just the way it is. But I think that um, uh, the, it's really, really important to pay attention to the relationship, not just between the K-12 partner and the university partner, but involving key people on campus in the, in the decision-making and creation of these programs, I think, can, can um, avoid some potential problems down the line. So having some, some faculty members, staff members from both sides involved in the, in the decision-making and planning. And and just really strong communication and problem solving, mm-hmm. because there will be problems. <laughs> and, uh, I think um, you just need to be prepared to troubleshoot. But this is a truly worthwhile endeavor. Uh, this is a student success initiative that helps all involved. Um, it's beneficial to our students. It's beneficial to our community. It's beneficial to the university and to the K-12 partner. So I think uh, it's a it's a super worthwhile endeavor and encourage people uh, to, to go after it. We do know K-12 and higher ed 
there there is a bit of a disconnect, mm-hmm. um, as others have mentioned, in terms of preparation. Um, and I think this helps us start to to bridge that and to talk to one another and work with one another so that we are doing the best for all of our students, not just the ones who can can do middle college. Those partnerships are absolutely key to the student success in our in our communities. It definitely forces partnerships and institutions and systems to think about how yeah. they align or they realign. And so for that, it's... Um, that, that alone, it's a very, uh, very valuable endeavor. So I want to thank all of you very much for making time in your day uh, to share your experience about middle college um, with all of us. For our listeners, we will um, post resources as always associated with the, the podcast. So if you have questions or want to reach out, uh, please join us in the conversation. Uh, we look forward to, to more. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education.